Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Every Week is Chaos. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Lorenzo. What's up, Lorenzo? We're back. You didn't get to get that crack in the audio. I didn't actually hear it. Sorry, bud. It's so over. It's It's so over. It went from we're back to it's over. I'm snacking on brisket and root beer. Snacking on brisket. How do you snack on brisket? I feel like that at some point it just becomes just a meal. No, right? it's leftover. It's like it's like Connor explains his analogy, right? Where it's like the beard, like you don't know quite where the line is to divide between like, you know, just like stubble and a beard, but you know it when you see it. It's like, is that what it is with a snack, or is there like a defining like amount that makes it transition? It depends. Well, when it comes to leftovers, it depends on how many leftovers, how much leftovers you have. If you basically ate like 75% of the meal and you have 25% in a box ready to take home, that's a snack. You know, I'm going to either, you know, it could still be dinner food. It's like, oh, you have Chinese and you still have some pork lo mein left. And you're just like, I'm just going to pound that down. It's not a real, it's not enough to be a real meal. Um, Whereas if I only ate half of my pork lo mein and I had the other half, that's a meal. If I, if I, I, I classify as it, did I heat it up? It's a meal. Did I eat it straight out of a container? <laughs> it's a snack. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting metric. See, I don't really, I don't really do snacks these days. Well, I mean, you know, that's a lie. That's a lie. It's just, I don't know. I end up turning like a snack. Like I have, for some reason, I really like bologna for whatever reason. I like bologna. How are you liking, uh, you should put bologna on a Cuban. I, that sounds interesting. I bet that sounds, that sounds like spam on a Cuban, which I've heard of. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me considering like. Bologna and spam are functionally like the same thing. It's just like one sliced up. I've never had spam in my life. I've had spam once in my life and I'm from the, the birth state of spam. Really? I've had it once in my life and that's because a friend, they, I was over at a friend's house and their mom made it, made like mac and cheese with spam in it. You know, instead of like a hot dog thing, it it was. It just tasted like bland meat. Like it tasted like bologna, to be honest. Because that's like you know where spam spam is big is in Hawaii. Yeah, because no other food gets gets across the ocean without (laughs) spoiling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, big. Speaking of places very far away from America, uh, big news: Iraq. (laughs) The United States is bombing Iraq. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, Not this again. Uh, big big news for autism. Uh, a libertarian got elected in Argentina. Javier Malay, who All is, it took was hyperinflation, who's a and complete, a destabilization of the society. Who's a he's a schizophrenic who cosplays, talks to his dogs, and thinks the ghost of Hayek is speaking to him. Dude, like, <laughs> it, it's so much worse with the dogs too. Like I was looking, like I I, I looked it up because the, the Associated Press had an article that I was reading about Javier Malay, and I go into his wiki page, and it and I just start scrolling it, and it's like he believes he's like a mystic, and he thinks that his like the dog, so he, his dog, his original dog died. And so he had his. He went to the United States and had his dead dog cloned into five separate dogs. One of named, them he, he named, named them all after economists. Right? Well, he named one of them after the original dog and maintains that that's the same dog and that God has sent him on a mission to save Argentina by becoming president and that the dog is part of his mission. He's and then he just, and then he named the other four after um, 
One's Milton after Milton Friedman. One's uh, Murray after Murray Rothbard. And then there's Robert and Lucas named after the economist Robert Lucas, who I don't know. But the guy is wild. He's like, this is. He refers to his dogs as his children, but he actually accomplished something, which makes him different from cat ladies. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he's not like a fur baby type of person. He's literally just mentally schizophrenic. No, (laughs) he's our guy. Dude, he's like. He's like, uh, he's like, no, these aren't my fur babies. This is my dog that destiny has called me to save this country. God himself sent an angel that me and this cloned dog are going to save the world. Oh, it's so true. And, and, um, it's funny as he's just, he's a apps. He's a, he's a nut job. And also one of the coolest things I love about his campaign is that he basically made the chainsaw a symbol of his campaign. <laughs> like th- like his supporters and him there's all the pictures of him with chainsaws like he's gonna slack have you seen that video where he's like going he's through like, all the de- he's going he's through like, all the departments for some reason he reminds me of like you know all these like you know, ob- you know latin american dictator but like if a latin american dictator actually had to be elected like this is the kind of shit that they would do <laughs> well this is just a latin american like, dictator. Pinochet is just like has a helicopter blade that he's just running through the streets spinning with his hand hell yeah i mean this is do you see that video have you seen that video of him where he's going through all the agency and he's like afuera which is like yeah out. Afuera. Okay. <laughs> so, i actually <laughs> looked at that I, I'm, I'm doing this bible study thing and we were talking, somebody brought it up after we were kind of all done. And so they pulled up that video. And then I got to pull up the one where he's like, they're shit leftists. They're leftards. They, they're losing. They're losing. They're, we're, we're economically superior. We are morally superior. We're aesthetically sp- superior. Every time I see that video, I get so hyped up. I, say, every I time wish I, I could like him more. Like, he, he has the stuff with the like Pope. He has stuff just, with the I just I don't I don't accept that that if you're not like a rabid anarcho-capitalist that you are suddenly a communist and Pope Francis being vocal about positions that Catholics have held since like you know the 1890s I don't think that makes him a communist considering we also denounce communism and socialism as perversions of human nature and what the political body should be like we we've denounced those so I don't think Pope Francis being vocal in social media being pointed out it makes him a communist but like, other than that, Malay seems interesting. Like, I, I wish I, I wish I could like him more, but that's just a hurdle I'm never going to be able to get over. I, I will say, he has a great abortion thing for all the Catholics. Dude, don't get me, don't get me started. Oh, it's great. He's <laughs> he's he's overturning all that stuff for all you guys. So, uh, you know, he also I I also think that uh, he he calls himself a Catholic. I don't. Think- so what he. So what? So I I looked into this, and so he he was a he was born a Catholic, and he has his obviously weird like kind of anti-Catholic things where he's like, oh, I'm a mystic, and he's like, oh, God sent me on a mission, which I can't speak to whether God spoke to him and sent him on a mission, but I I'm, there, I'm skeptical of those claims. Are there? Catholic, and then he he wants to he wants he wants to be a rabbi. So he wants to convert to Judaism, but he has said that an obstacle getting in the way of him doing that is that he that he wouldn't be able to work on Saturdays, which would be an inhibition of him running as pre- running for president. So I'm hoping that Pope Francis visiting Malay, Pope Francis will slap him on the knuckles and be like, get your act together. Fix this. No, I'm not a gonna... communist. Understand this. Smack. Uh, Malay is going to walk out of that room with the garb of the Knights Templar. 
Let's go. And we're gonna. If that happens, <laughs> I will. I will get on the Malay train. I will get on the Malay train if he walks out. Like, and the, him and the Pope have had a good conversation. And he walks out in the garb of the Knights Templar, and he goes, "Venezuela, you're next." <laughs> in the legions of Malay, <laughs> Argent- uh, Argentina leaves the Falklands to go up to Venezuela. <laughs> They they the British, burn the British charge in to to go and throw their flag up. They're like, where is everybody? And they, Meanwhile, in Venezuela, they burn the Amazon to the ground as God intended. Um, <laughs> but okay, so also other things with Malay. So you touched on the the Judaism thing. Um, one of the things that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that there were there were several camps of libertarians that that had different reactions when Malay won. So let's go through all of them cuz I think there's a bunch of them. The first one is the majority of libertarians that are like hell yeah, this guy that is a self-proclaimed anarcho-capitalist, like regardless if he actually is or not, which I think philosophically he probably will be, there are sacrifices you have to make for politics. So, you know, there there are things, but um the hold on excuse me sorry uh i had to burp um but there um there are several groups the first one is just people that are happy that a libertarian's in office and that he's kind of crazy and all that stuff would you say so say that again um the like the first group and i think the biggest one are just libertarians and libertarian adjacent people that are happy that there's a libertarian or at least an austrian in in charge yeah, there, there's a good group of those people. Yeah, but, and the, you know, and, well, but you're never going to be Malay because he can actually get chicks. So true. But so then, then there's the other. There's there's basically everyone. There were a lot of people that were happy about it that wouldn't be happy otherwise, and there were a lot of people. It. So then the second group uh, were the LP tards that basically were like, "This shows that we can vote gold and we can get liberty in our lifetime in America." <laughs> like no you can't no you can't the reason that javier malay won is because the peso is worth nothing and the society is completely destroyed and has been run by actual socialists like we're if you're going to make any claim of america we're closer to like a corporatist semi-fascist in terms of how our economy is run um but the the all the people we can just vote gold and make liberty win you know those those retards. That's, that's not gonna happen. It's if not I've gonna seen ha- that stupid meme. You know where it's like the it's has like the three poles and it's like My libertarians for- eighty thousand. Yeah, that <laughs> meme. If I see that again, I'm just gonna. I I I can't I, take it. I, I it's did so see, stupid. I, I, I did see like, it. I did see it once. And the thing I, is, I, and it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that meme at all. It was like an overwhelming overwhelming thing. It's basically what Argentina did is they had one guy who was great on rhetoric, and that's why they didn't go into that's why they didn't become Venezuela. That's why. Yeah, and then because then yeah, I, and, and, and and also if you if you look at and this is something that a lot of LP people need to understand. If you look at one of the biggest things that Malay talked about, it was always at, attacking the left. He was always punching left always punching left and he was always doing it in a way where you just like in a, in a way that resonated with the people these argentinians have been basically living under socialists i think since pinochet um i don't well, know enough pinochet about- was chile oh same thing 
Uh, no. <laughs> the they wouldn't country. be happy with you saying that, my friend. They're, oh, Pinoch no, no, no. Allende. 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 Allende, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's all. It's Wait, is it Allende? I thought, was he. What? I said that like he's a, a Japanese car brand. Allende. 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 Basically, every country south of the United States Mexico border is the same country. Um, I don't so care. True. So true. Yeah. So, but no, uh, sorry. Uh, like he. Okay. he they haven't had a social. They haven't had like anything since Allende. It's all been social. So these are people that hate leftism. They hate it, and he tapped into that hatred of leftism, and that's something that you look at a lot of the LP types that were like, "We can make liberty win," and they're the types that always go about duopoly. The duopoly, the right and the left are the same thing. The right and the left just are the same thing. No, the right and the left are two very different things. Both of them have their issues. Yeah, I think I think Ayunda is. Um, I think that's the. I th I'm pretty sure that's the Chilean guy as well. I think no, it, no, 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 party, no, no. The party's named after Juan Domingo Perón, who is a right wing socialist. I think. No, Allende. So. I. Uh, How do you spell I, that? A Oh, he was Chile. Fuck. <laughs> it's so over. Oh, he was a Marxist. Oh, he yeah. was a. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was. right. He was a Marxist, and, and then, then the he was succeeded by power. my man. Um, dude, P have you ever seen pictures of Pinochet? It goes so no, far. No, I've hard. never seen a picture of Pinochet. Really? No, yes, of course I have. I'm a, I've been on the internet, Lorenzo. <laughs> what do you What do you think? I couldn't see your face when I was doing that, so I couldn't tell sarcasm. Um, but. But and neither will the viewers, so they could, so they could very well believe that I was serious. For a <laughs> um, so you'll never understand quite what we're saying. Are we being sarcastic or are we not? Liberal, 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 liberal. Um. So. <laughs> it's, um. So. <clears throat> essentially. All those people are—they always talk about the duopoly, but the duopoly. The du—you need to understand that right now, the biggest threat to your freedoms is from the left. The, yes, the, the the GOP, the Republicans, most of them are garbage. The most of them are garbage. They are terrible. You need to understand that the active threat right now is the left. It is not enough to be passively against the Democrats. You must be actively anti-leftist, to use some Ibram X. Kendi logic. So you, true. So you need true. to be actively anti-leftist. You also, I, I also am not one of those you should never punch right people because I think it's fine to punch right as long as you're also. I, I'm not anti like oh, punch right whatever, but like I, I, I also I, just don't think it's necessary in the modern age. Because I think I think because we're because being in the kind of political circles that we are in, we get to see very much kind of that cookie cutter into like, you know, the 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 part of the right that you'd want to gatekeep. Right. And I um, but I think that's not reflective of what almost anyone else is going to see ever we, unless yeah. they go actively digging for a bunch of stupid anons who are really people don't actually hold those views. They're just kind of like trolls. Like the vast majority of people are not actually like, you know, paying attention to people like, you know, Steve Saylor or anything like that. They're hey, not hey, 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 don't you dare disrespect Steve Saylor. Eh, I just I kind of did. He advocates so, protectionism. So checkmate. Yeah, but Steve. Hmm. I'm, a, I'm I'll Steve Saylor. There you go. I just threw a knife in your heart, bud. 
shot to the heart and you're too No, but I, I think he I think he generally peddles a pseudoscience. So I don't know. Oh uh, I anyways, continue. Any, yeah, this is not a podcast topic. No. I, I I will say that Sailor seems to do most of what he does from as much evidence as he can. Okay. Anyway, Whatever. anyway, what I'm saying, okay, what I'm, what I'm saying, anyway, um, but I, I will say like, y- you should, you should take some like cancerous bits and kind of get rid of them, but, but you should be against the left as much as possible. And those LP tards will never, ever, ever understand that. But, never- but, but Lorenzo, they're neither right nor left. They're Libertarianism a- is right wing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, by by any conventional definition, libertarianism is right wing. In all the on all of the positions, can be negotiated through a right wing perspective. Leftists don't want legalization of drugs because of personal freedom. They want it so they can be hedonist and dege- hedonistic and degenerate. Leftists don't want don't oppose war. Oh, we'll get into this. Hold on. Let me let me let me. Okay. We're tabling that. Let me get to the other groups of people. There were, yes. there were, then there were the groups of people that um, pointed out his his Jewishness or whatever, and these were the people that were opposed to it. Um, and basically, they were like, "Wow, he's a WEF shill. He's a Zionist shill." And it's like, "Wow, it's so shocking." The guy that wants to be a rabbi wants to go to Jerusalem. Also, it's also shocking that a guy who wants to actually achieve a political office takes a position that's positive towards a nation that has a lot of influence towards the towards the government whose money he wants to adopt. Well, yeah, Wild, I was, huh? Yeah, I was going to it's, it's it's like it's I'm trying to think here. It's like if India spent when it was trying to get its independence kept trashing Israel, which I know not the same time I, I I'm I can't I'm horrible with analogies, but it's I like if they it. were. I, I got you. You I, get my analogy, right? So it's it, like it, you don't want to yeah. trash the people who are you know also big players on the global well, stage. And, and here's the thing, and and this is and I and also Malay or Argentina has a huge population of Jews compared to other parts of South America. It has more Jews, I think, in Argentina than anywhere else in South America. Wait, really? I think so. Yeah, I, That's at, at least it, it's very interesting considering other myths about or rumors about Argentina. I heard can they you, have a really big Oktoberfest. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> like in, Javier Malay showing up with like a yarmulke and he's got he's doing like he's he's celebrating an Oktoberfest? No, 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 no. Like thirty years after World War II, you've got like you've got like uh, Shlomo Bagelstein walking the streets, and he's like Hans. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait. A it's like the, it's kind of like the Spider-Man meme where you know where they're pointing at each other. It's like, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Last time I saw you, you were beating me in the street. Right, right. Was oh, that? Yeah. Was that? Listen, was we're, that... we're changed people now. <laughs> He's like, I'm not Hans. I'm Fernando von Himmler. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> anyway (laughs) anyway um no the the people that are like he's a w it's like yeah he seems relatively genuine in his desire to want to be more jewish but also if you are pushing to dollarize you want to be friendly the u.s wouldn't accept someone in if they're like we hate israel because the the base yeah that's like it's like if i 
see what what's a good example it's like it's like if you're trying to join bricks and you kept shitting on the saudis yeah yeah horrible idea they're not going to accept you so and they were going to join bricks but now it looks like that's not going to happen no um, no it could it could very well just be rhetoric i mean he i i'm i'm convinced he probably wants to abolish argentina's central bank but what happens after that i'm not sure well he could I, it could very well just be campaign rhetoric about dollarizing or worse things worse you could you could you could jump jump on my train and be like Jay Powell Jay Powell's strongest soldier and just imagine oh he's with us he's I I he's I us. think that I think that dollarization is the best thing Argentina out of out of do. all of the fiat currencies uh, the dollar is the least bad of the fiat currencies well because so. it's I think it's I mean we're, it's backed by the fact that we are the global trading currency well which is kind of being displaced by the yuan now but we also are the oil currency. I don't know about if it's being displaced by the yuan because uh, was, China yeah, yeah. China has its has a ton of internal problems and like and also I I, I saw a thing that was linked Chinese I, debt dangerous it's incredibly dangerous the the Wall Street Journal was talking about that a while uh, uh, last Wednesday I was I read their, uh, their issue I I saw a thing. Um, Which, by the way, um, this it's a good time to plug uh, Joseph Mullen's book. Uh, the fake China threat. Good book. It's a very short book. I could probably run over and grab it real quick, but it's a very short book. It's very nice. It covers like all of those essential topics for all of you conservatives who are skeptical about China and the dangers it poses. He, he tries to take down each of those arguments one by one in a very short and concise manner. And I can't suggest the guy's brilliant. Yeah. The guy's I, absolutely brilliant. I also think as well, I saw a thing uh, Marcel put on his Twitter. I can't, I, I didn't have a chance to check it, but I saw, um, that the investments in Africa are drying up. Oh yeah. Um, so Belt and Road is kind of drying up, which it's is basi very basically what China China strategy is for whatever reason is to copy what we've been doing, like what we did with like the the Marshall Plan, and hope that that doesn't bankrupt their economy. Well, the, but, but the it's, thing, it's not sustainable. The, the difference not. is that we did the Marshall Plan in like in countries with people that know how to work. Um, well, we did it in we okay. Let me well. The thing that. is, is because what it, happens is end, is what happens is China. I think brings in a lot of their own workers, which yeah. kind of stops those countries from you know because it's, it's, it's kind of like why us shipping a bunch of NBA jerseys to Africa is a horrible idea because what happens is like every year you know they make NBA playoffs and they make championship <laughs> jerseys and then all the ones for the losers teams they just go and send them to Africa because they no longer need those. I wonder and then what many, happens is that <laughs> that stops people from needing to you know like invest in capital and create their own businesses to provide clothes well yeah charity to africa because they could just go oh let's pick up a jersey and wear that you know it's there's no incentive to they it. could they could sell all the ones for the buffalo bills that, because they went to the Super Bowl four years in a row and lost all four years i think this was when oj was we need to bring back oj if oj simpson was back on the bills the super bowl possibly. you know the worst part about it i thought it was the hypocrisy <laughs> <laughs> um um, but the the um, you know, let's not bring up Norm. Let's not bring it. That reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> I went through 11 airlines. <laughs> ranked the worst airline in in the country. I walked 9 through 11. That reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> I walked through blood and bones in the streets of Manhattan to find my brother. He was in Northern Canada at the time. <laughs> <laughs> The guy was brilliant. The guy was I, brilliant. I, I yeah, I'm I'm like I I I discovered him after he died because same. like everyone else, but like every single every single clip that I've seen 
are all just gold. Have you ever seen that tweet that he put on January 6th where he's like, I'm so glad the violent rioters are making sure to like walk yeah. between the lines. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, there's people that are talking about Malay's like Zion's whatever. I I I don't know that it's like necessary. It's not like he's going around like we need to we need to turn Gaza into rubble. It's not like he's doing that. He's like, oh, I want to be a rabbi. I want to visit the supposed holy land of this, which is weird because like I've never. Can you convert to Judaism? Yes. Yep. I. You can. That's it's so that, weird. Well, because well, Jews don't proselytize. Jews Jews don't Jews don't proselytize. So it's. Okay, but I've always thought it was kind of like slightly an ethnic thing as well. And so they didn't believe that you could I thought it was kind of like no, well, no, obviously not have, Calvinism. Calvinism you could convert to, but like No, you can so kind of like they believe they have their elect and that you're kind of born into it or not, which seemed which I thought was so I think the, it's weird. The, the ethnic the ethnic Judaism stuff comes from and this is something that I actually it it's just a, a genetic group where you look at, you know, there are Jewish traits like nose, hair, stuff like that, where it's like those are those are ethnic Jewish traits, but you can have someone that comes in. It's like, oh yeah, I converted. I mean, you'd kind of get looked at funny, you know. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you're in a room full of like Finkelwitzes and Cohens and Bernsteins, and you come in, and you're like, my name is Dan Smith. Like, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna start or like they're like, oh, my name is Siraj Gupta. Like, they're not really. It's like, yeah, that's just I something about that doesn't click to me because very much because a lot of the because one of the things that ju that Judaism was very pri proud prided itself on was being like kind of very distinct, like a very distinct ethnic group for the longest time, and, and, and that's why that's why a lot of like anti-Semitism kind of fueled in in Europe at the time. Because when things would happen, they would have this kind of very distinct group of people that didn't want that didn't really assimilate into the rest of their the people, and they would be like, "Oh, a scapegoat," and that's why that's why that's what happened. And, and so I and, always kind of imagined yeah. that Judaism was very much like that, and they didn't like accept, you know, converts for say. I didn't think you could convert to Judaism. You can. I just don't think it's really the, like, the end all be all. Well, it's not even. No, no, not that. It's that you don't see many people do it. Again, it doesn't proselytize. Like you know, you can find Christians all over the world because, well, yeah, because the, the the thing is about like. You can when find you, with Christian because Christianity took it and it kind of like it expanded the covenant to well, the Gentiles, which made well, me think that Judaism was restrictive and didn't allow the Gentiles in. I'm I'm sure that if you talked to like an Orthodox Jew living in Israel, like the the people that are settling the West Bank right now, I don't think they would consider they you would still be looked at funny and you would be encouraged to marry a Jew, probably. Like they're they're, it's yeah. That's just so weird to me. Yeah, it's well. And I don't know. It just kind of well, changes my conception of like their uh, well, their situation. You, I guess I don't know because I've always kind of imagined that. Oh, you can't really. You have to be born into the Jewish population to be Jewish. It's from what I I don't really. Again, I'm not really the strong. I'm only a quarter Jewish, and I don't really know much beyond you know very basic things. But I also would say that it's because of the cultural distinction that it was like, they're not, they, they don't proselytize. They're not going to reach out to you and be like, have you heard of the good word? Have you heard of our 10 commandments? Yeah. Like, have you heard of our, like, that's when the, I mean, listen, they had the best version of God. They had old Testament God. They like, 
they had Sodom and Gomorrah God. Dude, the, the, the Jewish conception of God was so radically different than every other God. Because, only... like, you know, like the Romans are the perfect example because they almost kind of believe, you know, they're regional gods and everything. But Judaism was very, it was solely monotheistic. It wasn't that there was just like the one only... God over the region. It was like there was one God over everything. It was the just only, wild. The only other religion at the time that had that level was Zoroastrianism. Oh. If you know anything about... You know I, I read a little bit and they're they're wild. Yeah, and then um, you should look up uh, manage. So you're doing stuff on early Christianity, right? You're doing. Uh, a little... I'm looking a little bit into it. So, because here's the thing, I know like this uh, is where the Gnosticism kind of came from. Like Zoroastrianism is where Gnosticism uh, kind of poked a little bit at. No it. Gnosticism. I so uh, kind that's Manichean. So we're getting okay. in the weeds this episode. Look up, <laughs> look up uh, Manicheanism. Hold on, let me see if I can. Uh, M A N I. Chiism. There you go. I didn't spell that right. Manichaeism, a dualistic religion system with Christian, Gnostic, and pagan elements. Thanks. I hate it. Founded <laughs> in Persia in the third century by Manes. The system was based on the support of primeval conflict between light and darkness. It spread so, widely in the Roman Empire and in Asia and survived in eastern Turkestan. Yeah, so, so, so basically so what in happened China. To, so oh, yeah, okay. century. So I'm gonna explain. So basically what happened is that <laughs> Uh, I like how the, I look this up and it just, it gives me like, you know, the Google definition thing. Yeah. Like it doesn't give me like some other page. It just gives me like a Google definition thing. Well, like it's okay. Here's, here's the, here's the weird thing about man. Uh, whatever. So basically what happened is that he tried to proselytize. Um, he, he got the favor of the Sassanid Persian court at the time. And then he tried to proselytize in the Eastern half of the Roman empire and the Romans were not having it. They like they like killed every manage like all the things. This was before they were Christian. Like they were still persecuting Christians too. This was oh. like, but 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 they were and then and then basically he just erased from that part. And then a lot of his works ended up in Central Asia and like bits of China and stuff like that. So that's so it's really interesting because it still was around in the Middle Ages, but like it started right and it was very weird. It also, um, I. I know a little bit about the ecumenical councils um, and Arianism and that type. And not Arianism no. as in like the... Like not the Nazi thing, but Arianism as in the... the Jesus path, is the son the, of God. The Christian heresy. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, is the son, Jesus is the mortal son of God. Not, yeah, they kind of basically they claim that, that Jesus was a, kind of a demigod thing. Like, you know is, from the Percy Jackson books, guys? Like a demigod. Dude, they believe Percy, he Jackson Percy Jackson ruled. Dude, Percy Jackson books fucking ruled, dude. Dude, what a, what a way to get me to love ancient greek uh history right right it was that and like to like to uh total war that shit i was hooked yeah i never i never played total war i still dude, haven't dude you should you i should, should. but you should. anyway getting back <laughs> man that was a tangent and a half holy shit dude we just like went into it like can you convert to judaism yeah well there's also there, there, there's also so i'm trying to remember which heresies were the causes of each Councils, because uh, the first one, first one was nice. The first ecumenical council was at Nicaea, right? That, that was, was, I think, Nicaea was the only one that wasn't called. I, Nicaea and the Second Vatican Council were the only ones not called over heresies. And Nicaea was there, basically there, there's, they there's were two. they were trying there's, to standardize. They were trying to standardize everything, right? Because you know, everyone and their mother basically had their own interpretation. They're like, guys, maybe we should have like one consistent Evangelion, right? But, one but consistent this, good 
news that we're spreading. But but in the this was also the one that Arianism was also blasted out from. I, I think, think so, yeah. Because then there was not called because of Arianism. Yes. It was just stamped out as a result. And Saint and Saint, and Saint Nick beat the shit out of Arius. Let's go, Saint Nick. Santa Claus is beating <laughs> up heretics. <laughs> but but then but then there was the Council of Chalcedon. That was Nestorianism. That got rid of Nestor and his teachings, from what I remember. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of these, but uh, seven. So the seven ecumenical councils. We're gonna pull mm -hmm. this up. Yeah. So there's there's so there's there. Okay. Okay. So convened under Emperor Constantine the first, the first ecumenical council mainly battled a heresy called Arianism. So, so yeah, because Aria, Arius was rejected. So an Alexandrian priest named Arius rejected the divine nature and the pre-eternal birth of Jesus Christ and said he taught his followers that the Son of God was the highest creation. Oh, also, it um it, it also uh, decided um if you're going to celebrate Passover or not, and said they just do Easter instead of Passover and Easter. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting one. Uh, pro prohibition of kneeling on Sundays because technically it, Passover because so sun so Easter would be the the final Passover, right? Because mm -hmm. Easter is Christ is the Lamb of God that we sacrifice to deliver us from sin. Yep. So that would and, be so. So Christ is the final Passover Lamb. So that that's and, the whole thing there. Which is yeah. Which typology is is fascinating. I and never just, I, I I never get to, you're supposed to have eat lamb on Passover and I've never been able to eat lamb on Passover and I actually really want to. Um, like, there's, did you did you grow up like doing like the religious Jewish stuff? Yeah, but Ashkenazi Jews or so Sephardi Jews and like Sephardic Jews and um, because those are Jews. like the guys who kind of stuck around and 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 uh, the in that East, area, right? Yeah. yeah. So Ashkenazi Jews basically have the Eastern European diet of shit and preserved fish, um, <laughs> like it's, outside of outside of like a bagel and lox. Like Jews do breakfast. We like Ashkenazi Jews do breakfast, and then the minute you it falls apart. Like you want some gefilte fish? Look up. Uh, hold on. Look up gefilte fish. G I F E L T E. I think. Gefilte fish dish. Gefilte fish. Oh, this just looks so bland. It's preserved. It's like preserved fish. Dude, this looks like it's off of a spam commercial. Not oh, it tastes like shit, and it looks. It looks. Dude. It, it looks worse than it tastes. It's like, so. This, just, this looks like. <laughs> Welcome to Ashkenazi Jewish cooking, <laughs> dude. I'm sorry. You're you're the Italian side of you does the way better. Does it way yeah, better yeah. for food? Uh, well, so it looks wait, like the okay. second ecumenical council was so to denounce new motto machianism, which 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 one are you? Which one are you talking about? This the is second one in Constantinople. In yeah, three, that was. That was uh, Arian, uh, Arianism again. This was... no, no, no. It was new, new, new motto, Machianism that taught that the Holy Spirit was a was a was not divine but a creature, and that it was subservient rather than also just part of the Trinity. That so it, was, it was it was also an Arian kind of thing. Arianism kind still. Of, so it, here's the thing. Arianism still stuck around because Arius had converted. There was an Arian Bible that had been passed to all the barbarians that were invading the Roman Empire at the same time. So basically, during the fourth century, like all the Goths and the Vandals and stuff, they were all Arians. Um, not like that, um, but they were Arian Christians. Anyway, we can go into this because then, then later on, we start get like once we hit like. 
The third uh, one was about basically saying that you could that, call that was, that that was you could call Craig. What? That was Nestorianism. That was yeah. the heresy. And then there was basically Virgin Mary could be mm -hmm. called the Christ bear, could be called the the Theotkos because Theotkos. Jesus was Theotkos, yeah, whatever. I'm not I don't speak Greek. I'm sorry. Um, I think it's Greek. Yeah, it is. And, and like then, all of the original Old Testament books and like the Dead Sea Scrolls basically, are all Greek. Basically Ephesus into the third council of Constantinople, basically from 431 to about um to 681 was all debating the Trinity. It was all debating the Trinity. It was and it was just figuring Dude, out Do you know way more about the Trinity than than I than I would imagine? It's kind well, of beautiful. I so well, I also I it, you so stud. I, <laughs> I, I, so I learned a lot about it because I love Roman history, and and the the early ecumenical councils play a big role in Eastern Roman history. So, yeah, um, yeah I know about the Trinity, um, and I also I had to read a thing called Out of the Flames, and it was a book about um, uh, Michael Servetus, um, who was a heretic, but he also like had these books on the anatomy that were like better than anybody else had at the time. And they were burned except for three copies or whatever. He was essentially the first, he was an anti-Trinitarian and I think he was like essentially the first Unitarian, but not in the way that it's gay. I mean, it was still gay, but it wasn't like when someone says, Oh, I'm Unitarian now. It's like, Oh, you're just not religious. You just go to church on Sundays to say, you know, to, to talk about whatever gay stuff. Next, the Trinity gross. Yeah, yeah, he, but, but then, um, so then the second council of Nicaea was all about iconoclasm, which do you know about iconoclasm? Is that like arguing about whether icons depicting God are like, you know, Allowed? yeah, yeah, you, iconoclast thought that it was like profaned and they would smash all the, all the pictures of God. Yeah. It's, they would, they would, they would burn your room to the ground. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, I like having depictions of, of the, of Christ. So. Checkmate. So, okay. Anyway, getting back on board. Wow, this is a really interesting. Javier Malay. Yeah, Javier Malay. So, yeah, going with his Judaism stuff. Whatever. It's it's whatever. There's, yeah. There's and, those, and then those and words. then the the WEF stuff is even more stupid because he literally gave one talk. It, it's the WEF. It's the World Economic Forum. I'm and literally, so they will add they anyone important to their website. Like Vivek yeah. Ramaswamy sued them to get his name off of there because they put it on there just out of nowhere. And you see the same type of like, there's a certain type of libertarian that becomes a libertarian because they're a like they choose their boogeyman. They're, 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 they choose they, their boogeyman. They, they become a libertarian because they're a conspiracy theorist first. Yeah. There are certain libertarian like everyone has their entryism into libertarianism, and there's some that do it because they 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 don't trust the government because of all the conspiracy theories. Also, the WF basically boomers should have never learned about the WWF. Normal people should have never so learned about true. it. So true, like so true. The the it, the biggest damage James Lindsay ever did was bringing the WF into like discourse for normie cons because it's like be, because here's the thing: Klaus Schwab is not like yeah, what the WF is like trying to do, but that's like but it's it's a it's the equivalent of like having you, like we're all peasants and basically the Fed. And the WF are like two kings battling it out. Like it's you've learned well, good Padwan. You've learned well. <laughs> well, this thing, like the you know, the, or the WF and other large 
corporate like the yeah. same thing as like because the there there's there's it's not like all of the elite are just like one combined group that moves in lockstep it's like there are factions within like and, and the this different is, elite and they all have their own different you, interests you want to know it's funny uh, a buddy of mine almost got an internship at blackrock <laughs> Oh Which, man, you'd be a security. You, you'd be a clearance. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about this Lorenzo guy. <laughs> and he's told this 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 chick that she's a cow. How many times? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then and and also, but also it's a thing where they're like, but look at Vanguard. It's like, well, Vanguard just controls a lot of private equity. I don't think also, Vanguard actually discarded all of the ESG stuff. Really, I—I no. I mean, I—I I know they're a stable. I know they're a stable index fund to put your stuff into. Like, I—I I actually have parts of my IRA in Vanguard. They have a Vanguard stock you can put Roth IRAs into. Okay. Um, mm. and I put it's like yeah, it's it, it's it, you know, pure way to put your money right. Like those guys aren't gonna get too fucky. Too I found out that I have a few hundred dollars in bonds that I'm gonna wait until they mature. Okay. Um, well, technically, the way that bonds would work is you should be able to collect some money from it now, right? Well, I don't because need that. You do, gonna, I can, because what happens is you you obviously the bond will come to maturity and you'll get the principal on it, but you also collect you know interest. a little bit of interest as time goes on because that's how treasury bonds work. Unless you're talking about some other kind of bond, they are Gulf Coast relief bonds. I think they were what printed. After, I think they were printed after Katrina. I'd have to look into it. I'm gonna. That's, I'm gonna have to. That's interesting. You want me yeah. to crack open my uh, my the the economics of money, banking, and financial markets book? Uh, oh, I, yeah. I'll, I'll, all the I, fun I, stuff. I can use Google or I can use Chat GPT at this point. I've been using it as a search engine, and it's been kind of really like. But isn't it like? Are are you paying for like the GPT four and stuff? No, 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 no. I I actually have been enjoying just using it as a search engine for for certain things. When there are certain like okay. Do you know the group, The Lonely Island? The mm, SNL group? You know the no. song, I'm on a boat? I'm You'd on a boat. Run. I'm on a boat. Everybody look. Don't worry about it. Essentially, they were, they, were, they were a pop group that ran through SNL. They did like skits and stuff. But they worked with all these pop stars. And I was like, hey, list me out like five of the most well-known pop stars. And they gave me that list. And instead of having to type it in and having to like, it's a little more streamlined in that thing. It also, it sucks with specifics. I mean, cause that's, that's why I'm not particularly worried about the chat GPT stuff. Cause it just seems like a, like a search engine. It just uh, is like better yeah. able to give you a description. Apparently there's like a whole coup d'etat going on in the open AI. Yeah. Stuff I was right reading now. about that. I, I'm just going to wait until Wilder West and learn whatever's going on. <laughs> I, I don't, I know nothing about that type of stuff, but I've seen a lot of people talking a lot about it. And I just have, you know, like I, I saw the only thing I saw was like, it's a bad year for guys named Sam. That's all. Oh I yeah. It, it pretty much is. But, um, but anyway, no, but, uh, what happened with the open AI stuff is that, um, the Sam Altman, the guy who was basically the founder and kind of CEO of, of open AI, he got ousted by their board. Who was like a bunch of like, you know, like West Coast liberals with, you know, degrees and like security and all that stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. they ousted him for whatever reason, because, you know, boards are because boards can be infiltrated with by stupid people. And then Microsoft just hired them and is starting their own like AI research thing. And so, so it's all for like 90 percent of the, the people who work for open AI are threatening to quit unless Sam Altman is given his job back because they're going to quit and then go to Microsoft where they're given guaranteed jobs. That's and and if Microsoft gives them higher pay, which they can, 
No, right. I'm, I'm sure they could. But technically, don't, don't they already just own OpenAI? Oh. Because I'm pretty I, sure they, they own it as like a subsidiary company. Yeah, but, but now they can they I, cut out the, I, the middleman. I wouldn't be surprised if I, I have nothing to back this up, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Microsoft was behind it. Microsoft, let's see here. I, I wouldn't so, be surprised if Microsoft did something to overthrow. Does Microsoft own OpenAI? So Microsoft owns 49% of OpenAI, but has no direct influence over its board of directors. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's what they want to say. That's what they want to say. So, um, it, so it seems like they own shares of, of OpenAI, like a huge chunk of it. And so if they really wanted to, they could walk into the board and they'd be like, listen, guys, you're doing what we want now. But technically, they still have to maintain shareholder. Um, they have to fiduciary duty, all that fun jazz. So Javier Malay. Because. Yeah. <laughs> um so that's that's that yeah go match malay um basically uh what i was saying oh yeah and then there's the other group that are bad like so bad on his foreign policy or whatever and it's like yeah he's pro ukraine yeah he's pro um he's pro guy who wants to dollarize his his economy takes stance with the takes the same stances of the country well, whose currency he wants to adopt also, shocking also it's like why do we give a shit what the foreign policy of argentina is when have you ever been like wow the you know the freedom fighters of ukraine are really going to be bolstered by the 12 troops Argentina's do you see that he's already like setting his sights on the Falklands? Did you see he's already, <laughs> he's already Dude, my favorite thing about Argentinians is nationalism over the Falklands. <laughs> it's this little fucking it's like and the, and they don't actually do any fighting, they just like run up and they throw up a flag and then they leave and then they leave, and then the British come back and they throw up a flag and they just keep doing this thing. It's Dude, like capture Malay, the flag. Malay is going to like carpet bomb, whatever but it's British. also hilarious because he also really loves Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> oh, oh well, he's like, God. listen. If I'm gonna have a rival over the Falklands, I might as well. I I like her for being a tough one about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he says "economistas." That's my favorite thing. I love hearing him speak. It's the most angry Spanish. Oh, I wish I could. I I need to learn Spanish just just for like mostly the use of it, but also because just like speaking angrily speaking in Spanish just goes hard. And my that's why the thing with that with that video he's like this afuera. I'm like, hell yeah, brother. But yeah, and, and this is goes into there are certain people, and I won't really um I won't really go into names because they know who they are. The, the the folks who are foreign policy first and they have to believe that everyone that we support has to be a hundred percent great on every foreign policy issue ever. Otherwise, they're not real libertarians, they're and, a CIA asset. And and yeah, that's the thing that like because you can say, oh yeah, he's got you know foreign policy isn't the best, but okay, you know. I also don't think it's and then this is another thing that people need to learn. There's also the people that oppose Malay because the wrong people support him. <clears throat> There's certain people that are doing that, and it's really fucking. <laughs> and it's like it's 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 like oh no, the people you don't like have a nice thing to say that a libertarian won. Well, we already know you weren't a libertarian because, you know, well, I know some of them are libertarians because they're fat and bald, but they're also <laughs> not libertarians because they haven't, you know, they don't know personal responsibility. So, you know, um, 
So like, it's just a, it, it, you know, uh, this is the problem when it comes to the Ukraine stuff because yeah, under basic libertarian ethics, Ukraine has a right to defend itself. Stunning, brave. Stunning and brave. I know. I mean, but like, like but, unless but, you unless you take the radicals, because I think even the most like unless you fully believe in the abolishment of the state of Israel, which I don't necessarily I don't necessarily I don't. hold that position. I think that it's, it's, I think the best you're going to get is a two state solution. I think it's more that. likely you're going to get a one state solution. I would hope that it would be equal rights for all people, but um. Like, unless you're advocating that, like, I think you have to take the stance that Israel is allowed to defend its civilians, but to what extent? And then I would go and argue that you have the Mossad for, for God's sake, well, yeah, Use you the Mossad to, to take out the Hamas. Stop, I, sending, I think you stop, guys using, stop using the Mossad to influence American politics and start using the Mossad to <laughs> like, come on guys, you, you have like one of the most powerful intelligence agencies in the world. I'm sure you guys can go and formulate a plan to go after Hamas guys specifically. Mossad is, and Mossad I would totally is, Mossad support. Is too, Mossad is I would, too busy. I uh, would totally support the state of Israel going in and selectively going after them, but I'm going to tell you there's no such thing as a precision bombing, and so that's not going to work. Sorry, guys. I can't support that. I mean, yeah, I, uh, you know, Mossad, like, tell, Mossad's got to go. I, I see them everywhere. They're in my walls. I, I, I thought... <laughs> I thought you were. I thought they were hey, making hey, Assad. Hell, hell. Kind of, I thought you were making an Assad joke. Who, by the way, you've become a fan of. Oh, uh, he's the Lion of Damascus. The Lion bro. of Dude, that is such a cool title. Yeah, like, I'm like, sorry. Imagine... Syria has the coolest city names. Like, isn't Antioch in Syria? Yeah, uh, no, it's in Turkey. Or is it in Turkey? It's in Turkey, and it got like leveled. Oh, recently. did it? Uh, because of the earthquake. Remember that earthquake that happened in? Oh, Turkey? it is in Turkey. Oh. Oh, that actually breaks my heart. I know. I know. I hope they do some restoration on it. I really hope they do some restoration on it because I would love to travel there one day. One of one so as a as a Catholic, right? We get to choose like a confirmation patron saint. And mine, the one that I've basically chosen, because obviously I haven't been confirmed quite yet, is Saint Ignatius of Antioch, because he was basically the bishop of Antioch before he was martyred. So I just What what time I, I, what time period was this? This was like a hundred eight, around a hundred eighty. So early Christian, very early. Like he was, he was fed to the lions in the Colosseum. I mean, here's the thing: that's really like bad and all, but man, if there's a certain way to go that shows that you're kind of like that's a that's a way to show, like Dude, just, his 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 letters to the Romans are just are just great stuff. Oh like yeah. If you need to be motivated as like a Christian, just read Ignatius of Antioch's writings. He was also the first guy to use the term Catholic. I see. I assume your favorite uh, Roman emperor is Constantine. I, I'm, I'm. I mean, he I don't converted, know too much he converted, about. He converted. I don't know too much. I like Constantine's mother because his, oh, mo yeah. his mother was a huge Christian. I'm pretty sure no. she was the reason Constantine converted. He was, and then he she was brought, actually... She actually brought the steps that Jesus was led up to. That he was crucified next to, like that go up to where all the crosses were hung up. She brought those to Rome and built and, a church. And also, um, uh, Saint or Constantine didn't. I almost said Saint Constantine. That's not true. That's that. That would be that would be. I'm pretty sure idols. he is a saint. I would assume he is, but yeah, he's got to he, be. He it. he converted on his deathbed. He wasn't actually a Christian until he like I think he only converted on his deathbed. Yeah, um, he's but, a saint. Wait. 
No, that's a, that's a different one. Constantine the Great. So let's see here. Is he a... Let's see here. Is So continue speaking while I look this up. So anyway, what I was... So let's go back to Malay. Let's go back to Malay. Um, there are the people that are like bad and swarming. And this is the thing. And I wanted to get to this. There isn't an anti-war left because all of these people that talk about Malay is bad, Malay is bad on foreign policy are the same ones that will ally with communists. Communists okay, so are he's he's so real quick. I don't want to I don't want to interrupt you for much longer, but it's only the Eastern churches that call him a saint, but the Roman Catholic Church just considers him important, probably because of what you just said. Yeah, that's yeah. I I you know the Eastern churches I you know that's the very Byzantine roots, et cetera. Yeah. Et cetera. Have you ever heard Byzantine hymns? Or Byzantine, not Byzantine chants. I I haven't no. Oh, dude, look up some Byzantine chants. It's like it's super Middle Eastern sounding, and it's okay. fucking. Imagine. Well, being, con well uh, continue with Malay. Continue with Malay. We can't get off track again. <laughs> it has been fifty. We haven't even finished the first. <laughs> How about this? We finished Malay, and then we I do the anti-war left thing, and then we do Thanksgiving stuff. We do thanks. Okay, deal. Let's go. Yeah, we're we're in a good place. We don't need to get angry about other stuff. So, um. <laughs> So okay, so we uh, so um, the there is no anti-war left. There is no yeah. anti-war left, and all the people that and that is not to say that there are people on the left that haven't made valuable contributions to anti-war causes are, in the past. I'm sure there are great anti-war people people who are against X war who are on the left. I think so, as a okay. broad trend, mm -hmm. I don't believe they exist. Like, um, like there's some journal. Like, uh, oh, here's an example. Uh, Glenn Greenwald. Actually, you know, that's someone who I think is probably anti-war because of anti-war. I shouldn't. I shouldn't make all broad claims. That I I'm willing to make broad <laughs> claims. There is no such thing as a good leftist. Uh, we are we are morally superior. We're economically superior. We're aesthetically superior well, in no, no, no. all ways. You can, you can you can be a good leftist, but just you're not as good as the, the worst. Liber well, that's not true. You're probably better than the worst libertarian. But uh, mm. you can be. A, I think I can think of a few people that I would take a leftist over. <laughs> yeah, I but suppose. but like. My but I'm as anti-left as they come. I really I think anti-leftism is is the most important thing. Um, but um, Javier Malay is just Hispanic Lorenzo. Th there's like the reason I love Malay, unironically, is because of his rhetoric against the left. Like I don't oh, yeah. care. He could he could it's, he could, it's fun. I will fully admit it's it's fun. And it's and it's real. It's raw. You can like we haven't. Imagine if we had a candidate in America that went, look at all these fat, ugly, beep, 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 like, and, and talked about how we are superior. Like, imagine if someone just went on the stage and, and said, like, you know, you have to have the disclaimer, regardless of whatever, like, you can't, you can't go on stage and talk about racial or cultural things, but just talk about and be like, listen, the people who believe in the truth are superior. Like, listen, the, the rhetoric that I bet people would love to hear is that the people like the leftists that are marching through the streets are ugly and sad and miserable people. And they want to force being miserable on the rest of us because they can't make themselves happy because they're all suck and they are terrible at what they they're do. Fat gay so what they want to do is they want to drag you down to live in the mud with the rest of them. Kill all leftists. They don't want, 
Um, uh, and then they want they what the equality means to them, not them getting better to live with the rest of good society. It means dragging good society down to live in the darkness and the muck that is their miserable, self-hating life. I hate leftists. Anyway, I mean, the, the, amen. The, the, there isn't because the, the left, the left opposes war because it's either invading a communist country or it's because America is a capitalist country. Yeah, that is not just that, that's one hundred percent why, and that is not to justify what America does, because then because you could have certain people like Austin Peterson go, well, hell yeah, brother, because America is a capitalist country, we gotta support Israel, like we uh, gotta go to Vietnam. Yeah, it's like. And again, I will say there Thanks are certain, kissing her. There, there, are, there are people in that he's still not dead yet. God damn it! Um, you see, my favorite thing is that the 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 meme of the like, meme where it's like, is Henry death- kissing her even in here? <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, um, I you know there are still leftists who who have done great things for the anti-war cause. Again, Glenn Greenwald is one of my favorite examples. I think Glenn Greenwald, as a journalist, is stellar. Um, I think there's some stuff he's said in the past that's not the best. I think his oh no, personal. he's absolutely terrible when it comes to domestic policy. Well, he's like, a, he, like he loves the Brazilian guy, like the current Lula. Brazilian, like well, oh. well, he's a he's a he's a he's a gay leftist vegan who married a black gay leftist. <sighs> Like his, he's he's gonna have those politics. I also think that when it comes to some of his, I mean, the work he did with Snowden was just unbelievable. Like, you know, there's there's all sorts of stuff like that. There's other people. Um, Max Blumenthal is another example. There's there's certain, you know, back in back Dude, in. Dude, it's absolutely wild looking at um the gray the gray like Max. Looking at the Gray Zone's wiki page where it says in the same sentence, it is a far left, far right website. <laughs> well, it's like Gray Zone is the horseshoe theory. <laughs> and and there's also like old school um the guys from the Vietnam War that helped whoever the guys were that exposed the Pentagon Papers. Um I can't wasn't remember. that um was that shoot, was that the guy who who recently uh Seymour was that Hirsch? Yeah, you know, might have been. No, Seymour Hirsch was the My Lai Massacre guy. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. It, again, so, he was a leftist. It was the New York Times, the Pentagon Papers. Back when the New York Times was cool. Yeah, if that was ever really a thing. But, but you know, I. Daniel Ellsberg, it looks like. Wait. <laughs> Working in media with the name Ellsberg. <laughs> so let's see here. So, Pentagon Papers, it began publishing. So it looks like it was. Um, Oh yeah, it was Daniel Ellsberg. Daniel Ellsberg and Daniel Finkelstein. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yeah. So either way, my point, like my point, is that I think that there are leftists that can do good work on on war. I also think that for the most part, the anti-war left is not anti-war for the reasons that you claim. Or not, I'm not saying you, but like for the reasons that the right. Is anti. I think that oh, Pat. Yeah. I think that Pat, Pat Buchanan is better on anti-war. Oh yeah. Than, than Caitlin Johnstone. And dude, I love Pat Buchanan. Like, don't get me started. I'm on the Pat train all the way. I don't uh, think Pat Buchanan would like me very much. Uh, I think I think he could grow to love you. I think he could grow to love you. I'm one of the good ones. You're uh, one of the good ones. You're one of the good hippies. Yeah. Like, you need to get a haircut. I'm just kidding. You don't need a haircut. Uh, you actually pull off the the long hair well. Well, yeah, that's why I have. I need long... to. I need to get a haircut. 
You need to go. The for audience a, can't see it, but I, my hair's getting a bit. You mush. should go for a mullet. Oh, <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, that was no. You need to go back to the hair you used to have when you were really little, like the long shaggy hair you had when you were really little. Um, but um, no, that's essentially a thing on the anti-war left. All right, let's get to something fun. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Lorenzo. Okay. Who are you thankful for this year? Who are you thankful? I'm thankful for, for I'm th- well. I'm thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful that I got to meet you, and go to the Minnesota convention, and then go down and meet Josh and Ryan. Meeting Ryan. What a, what a, what a king. Ryan is now freshly a dad, but his you know his his chances on life are limited right now because the Viking season is just over. Uh, Rest in peace. Uh, but uh, I'm thinking about becoming a Dallas Cowboys fan. No, no, <laughs> no. If I'm going to root for one Texas team, why not another? No, uh-uh. Connor's not a Cowboys fan. Oh, yeah, because he's a Dolphins fan. If you become a Cowboys fan, I am dis- I am, I'm sending all the books back. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm sending my three copies of How to Think About the Economy. You're welcome, and I bet you haven't even read one. I read, like, one of them 80% of the way through, and I need to actually finish. Again, like, working a real job. I will shame read- you into yeah, reading books. Damn I it. will. Um, but you know, what I, you know what I actually started reading was uh, The Case for Drunk Driving or whatever. <laughs> okay. You know, actually, I have a, I like- have a great... <laughs> I have yeah, a, I, I read. Theory. I actually have a great topic for next week because I don't want to get into it this week that I just saw. What? Uh, about Santa Claus and whether to tell your kids about Santa Claus. Oh, Santa Claus. Uh, and okay. I want to get it. Let's get. Let's say this for next week, Thanksgiving. What else are you thankful for? Uh, I'm thankful. I'm also thankful for meeting my girlfriend. Obviously, Aww. that's very. I'm very thankful Ooh. for moving down to Austin and just my my life is changing and I like. That Dude, he much. was. Lorenzo was so down in the rocks, like before he met his girlfriend. And like, now was, I'm always hard bad. as a rock. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, what are you thankful for, David? Uh, I'm thankful for my parents first and foremost. I love my mom and dad. They're, they're, I'm, they're I'm the- also thankful for my mom. I love my mom, and I love thankful for my dad. But my mom is my ride or die. Uh, uh, one hundred and thirty-three. My mom is my. My mom is my. I will fucking. I'll. No, but um. I, I'm thankful to my parents first and foremost because you know I uh, obviously I started college this year and that's a radical wild change and I'm far away from my parents and I can't tell you how much I miss my mom's cooking like so much I miss it so much. Dude, I miss my mom. I, I cook a lot, but like when I was sick last week, I really like my mom always makes chicken soup when I'm sick, and and I was like I miss that. I need that. Yeah. I just uh, I just miss my mom's food right now and I I, I honestly wouldn't be at college on a really good scholarship if my mom didn't spend so much of my life, you know, pushing me to get good grades and all that stuff and encouraging me to do all the reading and all this stuff. If it wasn't for my dad, I never would have gotten a Charles Murray book that led me to being finding about about libertarianism and I never would have learned about Michael Malice or Dave Smith unless my dad introduced me to them. And then I wouldn't be where I am today, you know, studying economics and finance and at college. And so this is a it, it, I, I have to thank them a lot because they're great and I love them to death. And 
for for the long time and it, during my like you know every teenager kind of has an edgy teenage phase i don't know if you did but i i certainly had one you know where i was like i hate everything i hate my parents and i i i blame them for a lot of things and i didn't uh, hate that, my that parents, weren't their but fault I hated everything it, and I, I blamed my parents for things that weren't their fault at all. It was just me being a moody teenager, and I'm really sorry. And it, Dad, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry that I was that I was a total asshole as a as a early teenager. I'm sorry. I, I I'm I'm trying to do better. And uh, also, I, David Brady Senior, if you're if you're uh, if you're uh, listening to this right now, uh, I love watching the debates you guys get into on Twitter. It's so adorable. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I'm thankful to my parents, first and foremost. Uh, I'm thankful to my friends. I'm thankful to my friend, Cody, uh, who's been my friend since fourth grade, probably like my best friend in the world. And, you know, I still call him like at least once or twice a week because, you know, I'm trying to stay in touch. I do with my friend, Elias, like basically, especially because I have like my long commutes from to and from work. I'll just call him up and like we talk about everything. If I'm bored, I'll just call up Cody and Cody. Uh, thank, thanks for being my best friend, dude. I'm thankful to have you. And like the very last day before I packed up and left, like because there was day pa- day I packed up and fixed my car, and then day I left. And the day before I packed up and left, I, I just spent that hanging out with my friend Cody, and I can't thank him enough because it was like a final goodbye before I I came down to Florida. So, are you uh, also thankful for Connor? I'm thankful. To, to the the Mises Institute for letting me finally meet my friend Connor, who's one of my best one of my best friends now. He's are, great. Are what you a, thankful for them for meeting Joe? I'm thankful for meeting Joe too. What a guy! What you a know, guy. even and even, Joe, even though I hate you every other day online, you're a you're a great guy. It, I I appreciate you as a friend, and I'm thankful for. God letting me go and finally get to meet you in person, Lorenzo. And so that way we learned that we actually do get along in person. It's not just a purely online thing. We can. Because that, that was going to be really awkward if we didn't get along for a couple of days. <laughs> we, had a, we had a few hours road trip. We had a six-hour road trip into Iowa. Imagine if we didn't like it. Imagine if it just didn't click in person. That would have been disastrous. No, Whoa. but I'm thankful for get, having, to, having found you as a friend and getting to hang out with you and starting up this podcast and i'm thankful to all the listeners all like 36 <laughs> to 30 of you i appreciate you thanks guys. to thanks to connor and ben uh we really all two of our it. listeners <laughs> uh but yeah that's uh yeah no and thanks to all the and you know there's a bunch of people i've met from twitter that i got to meet in person um taylor ben uh race Ooh, my buddy race thank you to Jonathan Newman and Felicia and all of the great people at the Mises Institute, you guys are like a second family to me, which is not to take away from my actual family. My actual family, I love them to death and they're great. And I, I should say I'm thankful for all of my actual family. Of course, I love my I love my 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 younger sisters and my younger brother. I love all of you guys. But like the Mises Institute is my second family and you guys are all wonderful. And thank you for accepting a stupid person like me into your ranks you're smart they i'm in that group chat you're you're talking about smart things and i'm in there like uh... listen buddy half that stuff goes over my head at any given time <laughs> that's better than 90 it's learning i learn i i watch the things and i learn but anyway Lorenzo, what's your stance on fractional reserve banking i like fracking <laughs> 
Amen. So, all right. We're going to stop fracking and we love fracking and fracking. <laughs> I, I stand. I stand. Um, so, all right. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about giving food, right? What's the want... best? What? Yeah. So what's the best? I'm, I'm, not a, side, I'm not a side dish. Ooh, I like pickled roll-ups. The fuck is that? Okay, we're gonna pull up a visual for you. Is this, is this a Minnesota thing? Oh, it's so a Minnesota thing. Pickled oh no! Roll-ups. Oh, you do you have some hot dish at Thanksgiving too? Actually, no. There you go. We'll go and present, share, image. Great podcast content. But yeah, it's so it's like a little ham roll-up thing with pickle oh, inside. It's got real. cream cheese. Oh my god! It's so great, dude. It's so great. Like I can't tell you how many Thanksgivings I've just eaten forty of these things. You can you can tell that no Italians move to the Midwest because they have their fucking cooking like this. You need some Mediterranean love in the, the Midwest so you guys don't make fucking ham and pickle roll-ups. Dude, this 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 is great. I love it. I I, I was gonna say stuffing and mashed potatoes. I don't actually but- like stuffing. You can never go wrong with mashed potato, though. I, I like, basically, my plate goes dark meat. Basically, I take an entire turkey drumstick. I take the drumstick. Okay. And yeah. I take a shit ton of stuffing, a shit ton of mashed potatoes. Dark meat. I, I don't like white meat, to be honest. I'm I'm a dark meat supremacist. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I, I love dark meat, except for chicken. For whatever reason, I love me some good chicken. I, I love dark meat on a chicken. Dark meat on a chicken is the best. Oh yeah, there's like some good thighs, dark meat on a chicken. Like like but thighs. I, I'm more, honestly, I'm not a big fan of turkey at Thanksgiving. I'm more of a ham guy. Personally. Never had this will be the first year I've had ham at a Thanksgiving. Yeah, you grew up in a Jewish household. I'm not surprised. <laughs> okay, but my but like it it was not a Jewish household. It, it was the Jewish you guys were you guys weren't a kosher household. <laughs> no, no. No, it's that's my favorite thing the kind it was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> Listen, I could. I'm sure you give me a plate of bacon, I can convert all of the Jews of Brooklyn to Catholicism. You know what's really funny is that my Jewish friend doesn't like bacon. He's tried it. He doesn't like bacon. <gasps> he I, he I, he keeps a really weird version of kosher where he like. Do you know the Do you know the exact percentage that it has that it that a a that pork can't exceed for it to be considered kosher? Do you know what the percentage is? What. It's like one sixty third or something. (laughs) Like legitimately, like they have like Ari Shafir talked about this in his comedy special Jew because he grew up as an Orthodox Jew. He was talking about how they have like rules, like if a if a goy takes his ham and he throws it in your soup, as long as it doesn't exceed one sixty third of the soup, you're fine to have the soup. If a goy. That's how he said. That's what he said. He I'm said gonna, the goy. I think I'm gonna start just using goyim really often, just to really <laughs> fuck with people. I think I'm just gonna start. Anyway, uh, I, I I'm a big gravy it's guy. Like I, how, it's like I how smother, um, I, it's like how Ace puts Talmudist in his profile <laughs> just to really trigger those specific people. Oh, you know, it 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 gets the people that are so low IQ and generally it pulls, brown. It, it really like. It's like honey for the flies. I've noticed that the two people I've noticed that really catch it are very low IQ, and they're also not white. So uh, I don't know what that means, but they're they're one of them is Latino, and one of them I don't know what kind of brown it is. Um, um, okay. Anyway, uh, anyway, um, I yeah I like putting gravy on everything. I'm a big gravy guy. I fucking love gravy. 
I'm, I'm only like a gravy on mashed potatoes kind of guy. Yeah, I, I'll fucking put gravy on literally any sort of like on my deathbed gravy. On put it in my mouth. Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like walking up to the open casket. Your mouth is just open and filled with gravy. No, no, just imagine like a they have to me. put a little cork in the in your throat to keep it from draining down the rest of your body. It just a, 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 a slow mo shot of gravy splattering on my face and into my mouth, <laughs> like it's some other something. Come gravy on me, seek Jesus. Oh my Good god. Lord. Anyway, yeah, that episode it. is everywhere. It just goes from thanking our parents because we love them very much to, to come gravy on me. <laughs> Good grief. The gun. I'm waving the gun again. I'm waving He's the waving gun. The gun. <laughs> I put it down for the ecumenical councils and now all of a sudden. He's picking it back up. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, because my gun waving is just me bringing reference to Christianity again. No, your your gun waving is when you start talking about like Blake Masters, and I'm just like, we stand Blake Masters. In this I this is not and this is not an official podcast position. The only people we su- officially support are Joe Biden and Donald Trump. That's it. I think I can get you to endorse Blake. And and oh, no, no no no, the only three people it's Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and John Fetterman. John Fetterman. Yeah, and do we do uh, George Santos as well? Uh, no, I'm not a fan. But he lies about literally everything. <laughs> Yeah, but he's kind of stupid. Yeah, but he's gay. He's he's listen, so gay. Listen, Lorenzo, you already sold me against him. You don't need to sell me <laughs> against him again. Listen, I'm a big fan. Uh, okay, we can we endorse Fetterman. I think we're just both Trump and Biden. I don't think that we... Yeah, there's, there's way, no dispute there. Yeah, like there's just... It's, it's either... If Joe Biden... Listen, walked, if you endorse Blake Masters, I will endorse George Santos, okay? Yeah, but I don't give a shit about George Santos. I don't like him. <laughs> like, I, I just don't care. I see people that are really for him and really against him, and I'm like, if he wins, he'll be better than the Democrat. He's How? so all over the place, but I don't want to think much more about him. Yeah, all right. Anyway, let's uh, let's close this thing out because <laughs> this is a really weird episode. <laughs> There's like 20 minutes in the middle where we're like, and the council of uh, the, the third medical council was about neo Aryanism, <laughs> neo Aryan Pol Potanism. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I, I wonder what the, the closest um, living analog to Arianism is. Uh, actual paganism, because it's just paganism. <laughs> yes, but I'm trying to think of like uh, today. Yeah, the closest thing is Jehovah's Witnesses, which is basically because they don't, because they deny, because it's the concept of Jesus is, oh, also technically Mormons who are also not Christian. <laughs> so basically start on the Mormons. I hate the Mormons. I was reading so like I I, I saw like I, I, I have my half of my foot is in Catholic Twitter and then half of it is like in libertarian Twitter. And the I, I just see this like flare up of disputes about Mormonism and Catholic Twitter. And so I spend a morning just scrolling through well, art anti-Mormon articles. What's there, what's there to be disputed? They're not Christian. They're not, but the Mormons seem to are, are very adamant about like, oh, well, we are, and the Catholics are like, no, buddy, no. 
they're they're about as Christian as if Muslims are Christian. Yeah, because like, sure, yeah, the Muslims accept that Jesus was a prophet. They accept that, you know, they. I think they even have something about the Virgin Mary as well. And so, oh yeah, they ways. talk about Mary a ton in Islam for whatever reason. Damn, maybe there's hope. They're also just a backwards culture and people. So, um, well, except for Assad, baby, except for except my for us, our line of Damascus. Wait, can we endorse Assad as a, from the podcast? <laughs> the we podcast. endorse the line of Damascus. Imagine if, like, imagine if, I'm, like, we need uh, to get, we need to, we need, we need Assad to go up on stage and just like with a like a little sash that says "Approved by Every Week Is Chaos." Like, imagine if Joe Biden was called the Eagle of Washington. Like, I'd be like. Hell yeah. Like, like if J Joe Biden needs to grow a beard. I don't know, man. I don't know. No, it's he. Cause I think like, that's just too much power. Yeah. Imagine it'll, like tear Joe, him apart. Joe Biden walks out on stage. And does, it'll just like, he, what it'll he, do is it'll like Joe Biden would walk out and it'd be like that scene from the, um, from the from the lost ark where the nazis open up the ark of the covenant and melts like that's just too much power imagine blood. joe biden does like red sermon you know the red sermon no it's remember that speech he gave when it was like black and red oh, and yeah yeah so imagine red sermon too but he walks out with a beard and all of a sudden he has an eye patch too i mean listen but even i might have to get on board with the dictatorship he, he would just go no more malarkey jack Oh, no, no, no. The whole thing. His, his, like... Abortion's over, Jack. Uh, like, the Pope his, told me no. His his whole, like, his whole uh, old man persona is gone. He's, like, lucid. He's completely lucid. And he's, like, <laughs> he's, like... You know who I was talking about with corn pop. And all of a sudden, there's a lot of... He starts, he starts bringing up... <laughs> he starts bringing up, like old Joe Biden, like crime bill, Joe Biden, like, <laughs> like he, he, basically, no more malarkey. <laughs> no, I mean it this time, Jack, we get in Jack. We got a country to burn. Like, <laughs> I would vote for Joe Biden. If he did that. Oh my God. Do you, no, that's how you get the zoomers. That's how you get them back. <laughs> become a, become a fascist dictator. That's how you're going to win the zoomers. <laughs> <laughs> Joe would, and imagine if he's like a Donald Trump, Zoomer right wing, just as like they just they hurt, they vote for Joe Biden. It's like the Pokemon thing; they hurt themselves in confusion. Donald Trump is the running mate, but he's not running mate in like the gay like vice president that does nothing. Like he's the he does like mate. the Dick Cheney thing where he takes over like half the administration. Dude, he no, it's like so there were like an emperor and a Caesar. It was like the co-emperors. Like they we rule America with an iron fist of Guys, God. This is how we get the zoomers on board. This is imagine how we change if, America. Imagine if Trump walks out with the cross on his back. He Pump He's, the brakes there, bud. Pump the brakes. No, that no, got, but that, no. that went into some that went into some territory. No, no, not not idolatry, not idolatry. Trump, Trump went into the Vatican. I'm not even Catholic. Trump went into the Vatican and walked. <gasps> no, 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 no. Imagine this. Have Joe you seen Biden's... that video where, where where Trump is standing next to the Pope and he kind of reaches for his hand a little bit and Pope the Pope Francis just smacks his hand? I know I haven't, but that's hilarious. That's great. It's what great. If, it's like when we... Trump shakes people's hand, like he takes their hand and he just like pulls them closer. It's like yeah. it's great. This is like no, okay. Trump. I also goes... love like when he was talking to Kim Jong Un and he was like they were taking pictures. He's like, I want you to get us our good side. You know, make us look nice, nice and thin. 
nice it's, and thin. Okay, uh, get this right. Joe Biden and walks they translate out. Translated for for Kim, and he looks over and he's like, "What?" Because <laughs> nobody's ever told him he's fat before. Uh, imagine this. I want to look nice, nice and thin, nice and thin for the cameras. Jo- nice Joe Biden walks. Gotta work out. on the Trump impression. Joe Biden walks out like with a Knights Templar, like a, a crusading knight, and then on his side, Trump had a little detour in Syria, and he's got like ISIS garb. <laughs> but like. But no, because then that would mean he would be against our line of Damascus. Which that's is true. wrong. He's he's oh, he's dressed like he's dressed like Saddam. <laughs> he's dressed like Gaddafi. He's dressed... <laughs> dude. You know, have you seen like uh, at a mass, like a Catholic mass, how they always like come out with like they're bearing the the crucifix in yep. front of mm-hmm. them? Like mm-hmm. just have Trump doing that with Biden following after. No, no, Trump. Trump is wearing. Can you? Oh, dude. Trump wearing the garb of Gaddafi, and 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 Biden wearing. Honestly, I'm not I'm not there for the Gaddafi fit. It's not my thing. And and okay, fine. Uh, Biden's wearing Hugo Boss. Trump is wearing uh, what's another dri- <laughs> like dripped out like Assad, like Saddam. He's got the Saddam look. Dude, there was a thing going around on Twitter. It's like you know one of those stupid like you know quote tweet with your picture thing or whatever. It's Hugo Boss. It's, like, it's Hugo and Boss. It was like it was, they were talking about like you know if you were a dictator, what would you wear? And I, Saddam, I think has the best outfit. Like I'm, I'm totally on board for for it. And he's got like the cool hat too. Like I don't remember what the name of this hat is. Like the beret thing. Like I just Dude, love it. Okay, imagine Saddam was okay. dripped out. Saddam, so Trump walks out in Saddam fit. He's both of them have gotten jacked. They're not natty. They're on steroids. They're oh, yeah. juiced to the gills. Built. Listen, listen, people who are doing like the weird like Minecraft presidents playing Minecraft with each other. This is your next AI creation story. I want fucking ripped Trump wearing Saddam's garb. And then Joe Biden walks out with Hugo Boss like 1942 era Hugo Boss. <clears throat> um, and it's it, we're gonna be so back. We'll be so back. We'll be so back. Man, it's like we just took like a thing of acid and we just like went off talking. How did we get from Thanksgiving to that? That warm fever, the space <laughs> cadet glow. Oh man, I love that song. So yeah, bacha. Might like to go to the show. Dude, the movie version of it is painful to listen to. Why? Because he just does... The guy who's playing Pink in the movie is just not good. Have you... So He's not, fun, yet, not good yet, at singing. Yesterday, I listened to the entirety of Animals and the Wall at, at my at my job. Rookie. I've done, I've done, like, from metal all the way to f- the final cut in one day. Jesus. Um... I, I got bad news to tell, such as no, it's, pink it, is it, a No, it's I've got some bad news for sunshine. Pink is in well. They back in the hotel and they sent us along. I can't hit the notes like as a surrogate band. As a surrogate band. Find out where you finally stand. And then he goes, Are there any queers in the theater tonight? Get him up against the wall. And then, and then we've got fucking banger. Oh, it's actually coming.
run. Dude, what's with the wall? And why did it have to make like the fascist side of the album's bangers? I'm like, wow, I'm a big fan. I'm a big It's like Roger Waters like trying to write a, sat- a satirize it's <laughs> Roger Waters trying to write a satirization of of fascists and skinheads and he writes the most fire part of the album. Like imagine if the final cut like Margaret Thatcher listened to the final cut and was like, "Hell yeah, brother." <laughs> It's like, not now, John. I'm all on board with this. Maybe we should go after the, the Vietnamese <laughs> again. Like, I, I, yeah, the wall is so good. It's so, the problem is that, like, I can, I can listen to, like, I can't listen to a song off the wall and not listen to the entire album. Like, I, I can never Honestly, be like, I, I, I'm kind of like, I can listen to individual songs off of the wall by themselves, but I can't listen to In the Flesh or Run Like Hell or Waiting for the Worms without listening to that entire three three song sequence. Well, I can't listen to I see I can't listen to um uh I can't listen to another brick in the wall part two without, without happiest days of our lives and oh, mother. That and, transition and, is just uh, 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 Oh, I can't do this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what the, the fuck was that? The, oh, that thing that that Roger Waters does. <laughs> oh, we don't need no. no. I, I, I wish I wish like I could get a version of that song that literally skips out everything before the guitar solo because I I've listened to that song. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and then and then uh, but like but the thing is that, like I can't. Um, Goodbye Blue Sky is another banger off yeah, the like, album. Like an underrated banger. And then I'm like, but that's serious. Like I could like I can't listen. It's like, all right, I want to listen to like, you know, Mother, but I'm like, I want to listen to Happiest Days of Our Lives, Another Bring Wall Part Two, then Mother. And then I'm like, but then there's Goodbye Blue Sky. But then that leads Goodbye, right into Goodbye and, and Blue Sky. And then it and then it leads into empty spaces. And then I'm like, I can't listen to empty spaces without young lust. And then it's like, I can't listen to young lust without one of my turns. And then I can't listen to one of my turns without Don't Leave Me Now. And now I can't I'm listen. Just... And then and then it's like and then it's like There's I can't so many because what Roger Waters did is he made like the perfect transitional album. Oh yeah, it's like I can't, I can't listen, and then like, and then like, okay, hey you, or like I can't, and then I have to finish. Hey you. Oh, did, oh wait, hold on, hold on, keep talking for a sec. Okay, I mean, listen, the the, the wall is just a, an absolute banger of an album. I can't, I can't express like, honestly, it's not my favorite Pink Floyd album. Like it's 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 not my favorite. I would probably rank it like if I were to rank them, I'd probably go Wish You Were Here and Animals. Then I would probably go dark side and then the wall so it'd probably be fourth but like the the wall is just like when you get to those like top four pink floyd albums they all just like they're all up there and so it's a very hard distinction between all of them all right david it's like very minute thing david i'm about to blow your mind okay blow my mind ah ah yeah, I'm trying to do Hey You, but it's because it's in Nashville too. Hey you, out there on the wall. Can you help me? <laughs> Leave the vocals for me, though, to be honest. I'm sure everyone who's like listened to this podcast has probably just like gripped out there. It's like, David, shut up. I was in choir, so I have overconfidence about my singing ability. 
Um, but then like, oh my God, Hey You. And then I'm like, I can't listen to Hey You without Is There Anybody Out There? And then I can't listen to Is There Anybody Out There? What is You're there anybody nobody. out there? And then like, and then I can't, and then I can't listen. Like, I also love Nobody's Home. Ooh, nobody's Home is a good one. Yeah, I could probably skip Vera. I love Vera. Vera's a great song, but like, if I'm gonna have to like skip one of them, I've I, I listen to the Wall. Like, well, I listen to the Wall at least probably twice a week because I just I listen to it like once a week at work. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I I listen to it, and so uh, I I listen to it, and I and like when I when I get to like, Vera, where are you? Like for it's some like, reason, Wee! I was just like. Like I just kind of like did like the you know you take the acid and you lean back like oh I did that yeah. oh no there is there is such a pretty song and then it goes into bring the boys back home right yeah bring the boys back home and I love how um they bring back like the melodic structure um like they they do all their melodic structure and then it's and then it's bring the boys back home into comfortably numb right. I if think I'm, so, I'm yeah. miss, am I missing one in the middle? Uh, so it's uh one of my turns. No, 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 that's, that's no, 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 no. But that's one of my turns is before. One of my turns is after Young Lust. Yes. Um, but oh, hold on. Let me. I, I was just listening to it, so let me. It's bring the boys back home, and then yeah, comfortably numb. Just what a just perfect song. Hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody in there? Like this, it's uh, dude. That, I just I, that is my favorite part of the song. Uh, this, just, just a little, a little pin prick. prick. There'll be um, no more. Uh, I'm not gonna like try to scream into the mic. <laughs> um, it, oh my god, that's such a and like. There is no pain. And then when David, David, it's a shame that David and Roger hate each other because their voices go so well together. Like, I don't even necessarily think that David actually hates Roger like anymore. I just think that he's forced to by like, you know, to remain, to be, yeah. And to maintain, be relevant. Because if you listen to, um, in any tongue, like it very much screams like, you know, oh, this is a victim of the war on terror that Roger would also oppose. And so it makes me just think, oh, well, is David here's... just hating Roger because Roger is so openly vocal about it and he can't say anything. Otherwise, he gets mm -hmm. lumped in. I mean, also, they just fight constantly because Roger has a massive fucking ego. I love Roger Waters. He has a huge ego. Dude, he should not have made his dark side of the moon thing. It like, sucks. Oh, so it was bad. so painful. So I okay. him, like reading poetry, yeah. of, like acoustic and, versions of stuff. And it's just and then oh. and then we've got another banger. Um, we've got the show must go on. Show must go on. Another great mm -hmm. song. That and, and then it gets into the three song sequence. Fire! And the organ in that song. Every time I hear the organ, I just get so like the. I'm just like. Ugh. I like how we we were like we should close this podcast out, and now we've done a whole breakdown <laughs> of the wall. <laughs> Listen, man, and then, then, we, then we could do it. Let's schedule quickly schedule a debate on the on animals again. Oh, animals is probably my favorite Pink Floyd album at this point. Your favorite? I, I it's still my second because I, Wish You Were Here just has wait, so much value. The thing is that, like, okay, they're tied. They're tied for me because the thing is that I listen to 
both kind of equally, but I listen to animals more because it's easy to put on. I listen to an individual song off of animals a lot more than I do the, than I do any individual song off of wish you were here, but I listen to wish you were here as an album more than I listen to. You don't listen to the entirety of album animals. Like I put on animals. No, I listen. I no, I listen to all of the animals, but I'll listen to pigs, three different ones, like just by itself. See, I just I, see. I I no, I, I, I commit to the eleven minute song to listen to by <laughs> itself. I yeah, I'm like if I'm if I'm in there, it's like I I go in there to listen to dogs, and I'm like if I'm in there, I'm already listening to Pigs on the Wing Part One. It's a minute, and then I've and then I've hit about twenty, and I'm like, well, what's another what's another twenty minutes with with uh with honestly, I'm not a big fan of sheep. Sheep, I, I not love sheep. Not my thing. I love sheep. Because it reminds you of that one porcupine. No, tree no, 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 right? no. Or is that, uh, or is that that's dogs? Okay. I like sheep. I don't. There's time about, flies, right? There's just something about sheep that I really. I just actually sheep as animals. I think are very cute. Have you ever been around sheep? A little bit, but they kind of got the beady little like Kermit the Frog eyes. Yeah, but they but they like they're very sweet. A lot of the times they'll like come up to you and like like you. Um, but yeah, I I uh I, I'm a big fan of uh of animals. It's a great album. Uh, I don't really think there's a bad Pink Floyd album. Oh, Goodbye Blue Sky is David Gilmore singing. Oh, and for Young Lust. Oh, he, it's 100% Gilmore singing on Young Lust. I can't tell between the two unless I'm specifically told about it, to be honest. Gilmore is raspier. Like, the, there is no pain. You Like, that's that's David Gilmore's voice. Roger Waters' voice is a little more nasally. Like, for example, so you think you can tell what happens to you, what happened to me? Like, that's that's okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then uh, and then I didn't even realize that for a good chunk of time is sung by uh, Richard, Richard Wright. Yeah. The, the tired. Why can't I think of the? You, you threw me. You threw off my groove. Tired of lying in the sunshine, staying home to watch the rain. You know, I just love that. I, I time is my favorite song off of uh, Dark Side. No, it's, my favorite is same, same. Because I also don't particularly love any of the other songs off Dude, of. Dude, you Dark have Side. to. What you have to? I love Us and Them. Us and Them is a. Band. I haven't listened to Us. I like Breathe. Breathe is all right. It's a little overplayed. I also like. Um, Shoot, color, um, any color you'd like. I haven't listened just, to that. Ooh, you would love it. You I, love I should. I what should. you need to do is, I did it a couple nights ago, where you just like throw on nice over-the-ear headphones, you just lay down in the dark, and then you just play Dark Side. I swear, I've never done drugs in my life, but it feels like that's what tripping out would be like. Like, I kind of woke up a little bit into it, and I was like, why does my body feel like this? <laughs> <laughs> i was like uh, i was like almost to the end of us and them and my brain just is like my brain clicks back on and it's like where where have i been also i will say one of my favorite parts of uh young lust is how gritty the voice is like i'm just a new boy i really like have a cigar for that for that reason like i just it's not it's not even vocals. sung it's not i know by like roy harper yeah shit. roy harper like Roy Harper did the best vocals on a Pink Floyd song. I'm sorry. Well, cause he sounds like David and Roger combined. <laughs> oh yeah. It's great. Like I didn't know that it was somebody else until I watched the video. On. Dear boy, have a cigar. 
You're gonna go far. You're gonna fly high. You're gonna fly high. I, I sent you. I sent. You're I sent, never gonna die. I sent Dicky a video of me yelling that in my car. I'm gonna have to send it to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure everyone loves hearing me just like start singing of <laughs> singing during the podcast about. <laughs> does Does Dicky send you like twelve snaps at once of him? Like yeah, of him just singing as he's like driving around a forklift. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Dickie. He's smoking a cigar as he's listening to Ozzy. Oh, dude. It's the best. Or like with his kid listening to Ozzy. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Raise hail, praise Dale. I don't know why I said that. He's not in Alabama. He's in he's in, he's in Florida. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Any, anyway, uh, that was that episode. Uh, <laughs> good luck getting through. We talked about. Yeah, this is, this is everything, guys. I hope you enjoyed this basket case of an episode. And. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy th- uh, when happy do you th- think you can get this one out? I could probably get this out on Thursday, on, on Thanksgiving. So you guys will hear this on Thursday. So everyone that's with their families, uh, put this on at full volume. Get your parents. Get your parents. Get- Mom, Dad, I need some medication. I have schizophrenia. You don't have schizophrenia, but look at what I listened to. <laughs> Use us as evidence to get more steroids or something. I don't know. I don't know how they treat schizophrenia. I think we should. Roids. Dude, Use this podcast I wanna, to get more roids. Dude, I want to get fucking roided up. Um, all right. Thank, thank you, everybody. We're thankful you. to you. Happy thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. All right. Lorenzo, all right. where can the people find you? Social media. Uh, on Twitter, prog underscore enjoy your seven. Instagram, Lorenzo Silvio. No politics. Woohoo. Um, and uh everything's in the links below just look in the links below but find me on twitter i feel like everyone that watches this podcast knows me from twitter (laughs) yeah but to anyone who's new and checking out the podcast as always you can go and find me on twitter at real david b jr uh just jr there i'm not going to be as active as i was before i deleted twitter off my phone to kill some bad habits and my time on the phone so i i'm just gonna if you see me on social media it's just gonna be me on my computer so i'll be spending less time on there hopefully have some more substance to my stuff Uh, same thing for instagram um taking more time off of that and you can find it at the same handle there as always go and support the mises institute and if you want to get some great austro libertarian books you can go to the mises.org and use promo code b-r-a-d-y brady at checkout to get a good 10 percent off on a nice purchase of some good books that you will hopefully read so yeah thank you everybody we appreciate you being here thank you for listening through this schizo episode but what is a good episode of every week is chaos without it being schizo So true, King. So true. All right. Hugs and kisses, bitches. We out.